This is the Property Solopreneur Podcast, and I'm Rachel Troughton. I'll be talking about everything you need to create wealth by building your portfolio in a sustainable and profitable way. I'll be sharing the realities of a property investing business. I'll talk bricks and mortar, buy to let, HMOs, flipping and planning game, as that's what we all enjoy doing. But I'll also share how to use good systems, processes, and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. And I'm talking about partnerships or going into business with someone, be it in a formal or informal way, because it's a topic that's been coming up a lot recently, both with my mentoring clients and during some of the pre-recording chats that I've been having. It's something, of course, that I've got experience of, although that might colour my thoughts. Now, before we go any further, I think there is a world of difference between a family-run business, a property business that's been set up to do one very specific task, or an SPV, you know, a special purpose vehicle for particular property transactions. And that's because I think many partnerships start off just a very informal way and then grow like topsy into something either very profitable, which can be uh, sorted out, or potentially ruinous. Now, I know the business world, it's full of well-known partnerships, isn't it? Marks and Spencer's, Smith and Weston, Abercrombie and Fitch, you could name lots and lots. But even those don't survive in full ownership of both partnerships forever. All good things must come to an end. And I think that's what some of us completely forget. I'm of the opinion that being constrained by a business partner should be a red flag to a committed solo entrepreneur. Clues in the name, isn't it? Because why would you contemplate what may be wing clipping? If you've got that mindset that makes you want to take risks and go all out for glory, it's going to be a rare person that has exactly the same set of skill sets lined up with yours. Well, I do know that many people go into a business partnership because starting and growing a business, it can be a very lonely and arduous place to be. And I get that. Loneliness is one of the key problems that affects us all. But oh gosh, I think there must be better ways of overcoming loneliness in business without creating a partnership. Now, some of you I know will be muttering or shouting at me with examples of people you know who have great partnerships, but actually they are few and far between. And they may well have extremely complicated business structures supporting it all behind the scenes. We forget that what most of us see on the surface is just that. There's an iceberg underneath. Their companies were set up very carefully with much thought as to what each bit would do, who owns what, how the profit is going to be moved about between the companies and all the exit clauses, etc., And I also happen to think that most of these successful partnerships have happened because two very successful and driven property entrepreneurs have come together, formed a partnership to do something very specific, even if that grows and does and morphs into something different. But they've already had success, even if only moderate, in their own terms, and they've got the money to let the lawyers prevent the problems from happening. You know, they've got all the right checks and balances in place. That is not cheap. Most property peeps I know don't have spare cash hanging around because if it's in the bank, they put it out to start buying assets with it. And of course, another problem is that unless you've been in business before, the chances are that you're going to think, no, I suspect you'll believe that everyone's a good egg. 
Well, they're not. I know several people who've done things which, although not technically illegal, are in my mind bad practice and leave somebody disadvantaged. And when they've been challenged, they've just gone, well, that's business. Someone often loses. Well, it's not a a business practice that I'd want to be associated with. Now, other successful partnerships that I know are of one-off companies doing something together, often flipping, that generates cash for those two property moguls to take back to their own lairs and then go and buy more assets on their own. The joint company does exactly what it needs to do and no more. It doesn't affect the lifestyle or the working or financial prospects of its owners. So why am I not more in favour of us all going into business with a partner? Personal experience, I think, and having a wide group of entrepreneurial friends, I've heard some horror stories of problems that have made my hair completely stand on end. Now, regardless of the structure of a partnership, and legally, you know, this can be called a variety of things, but let's just call this tie-up of two people and a business a partnership. It's two property peeps, perhaps, merging their ideas, their money and their plans to create a vehicle to run their property dream, creating their future wealth. And it's going to be, of course, the pathway to El Dorado. Well, what could possibly go wrong? Two heads, better than one. And that probably means to them that two great people can head up using different skills or departments. And clearly, it's meant to be a shortcut to all things fabulous, isn't it? Now let's jump to the end. Death or destruction. The partnership will have to be ended at some point with a division of the spoils and hopefully two rich, happy founders. Well, this is exactly what happens when a JV comes to an end, uh, but even that's not a dead cert. So why should something bigger and far more complicated fare better? So if that's the end of the business, what's the beginning? Normally, partnerships are born because in the course of a conversation, it seems like a good thing. Nothing more complicated than that. Somebody has a great idea that gets elaborated on, and it's clear that the idea will blossom and grow faster and more profitably if there are two heads and two pots of gold working on it. And for those who are going in to partner up with a non-property person, can they really bring something to the party that will bring in as much wealth as you? Do you know, I suspect you could outsource their skill, pay for their knowledge and blossom and grow on your own. It may, of course, work for the lucky ones, but I feel that in business, you've got to think of yourself first. So what's in it for me? Well, what are we all trying to achieve? Most of us, if asked that question, will trot out financial freedom, time freedom and location freedom. And I work, you know, with very few property peeps who in their early days can articulate quickly and with clarity what this actually means to them. So if you can't define accurately what you want, how on earth are you going to create something with someone else to get you to where you want to be in one piece, sane, happy and profitable? And don't forget, most of us are not one person, are we? We happen to be part of a bigger and more important structure, you know, a a marriage or a partnership with or without children. Oh, and don't forget pets, because people really do go to court over the custody of pets who rely on us financially, you know, to be successful and prudent on their behalf. The pitfalls are legendary. I know. And for instance, the story I'm going to tell now, they were never a client of mine, so I'm not telling tales out of school. I've known quite a few people who found that money has left the company or stopped growing in a company for reasons they can't actually understand. And a friend of mine suddenly discovered that his property company was hemorrhaging money. The market was blamed. Of course it was. But a chance remark from the bank manager 
led to the discovery that tiny sums were leaving the business in the wee hours of the morning. Tiny, tiny amounts, but it all added up. And a gambling habit was discovered. Now, this had been developed and was using company funds, so it was a bloody and brutal end to the friendship and the work partnership. The innocent party in all this nearly ended up losing everything, but it was an emotional and draining time and it set him back years financially. But normally, the end of our business partnership is not usually quite so dramatic. It's perhaps just that the partners grow apart. You know, the goals stop being mutual. One person thinks that they've hit rich. The other one thinks that rich is always the other side of the next deal. If you're an entrepreneur, you want to be able to fly, go in the direction you know that is right for you. If you're caged by that partnership or they think they've actually achieved your destination, this may not be okay for you. Now, of course, you could always set up another company and run that side by side, but that could be tricky if the partnership requires your full attention. No, most tricky and most common for us property people is when our company works with or is part of a group of companies that work together. You know, all mutually beneficial and has been working or should work splendidly, but something goes drastically wrong. Now, I know that this can happen very suddenly. And it can be very difficult to first of all pinpoint what has happened, how it's happened, and then finally how to deal with it. A company I worked with suddenly changed all its values overnight. And after very many successful years of being reliable, honest, and dependable, it overnight misappropriated my client's funds and went to great lengths to deflect questions and blatantly lied as to what it was doing. But thankfully, eight years after the event, all my clients have their money back in full, but it did stop me from growing and expanding due to the huge amount of time that I had had to put into sorting out all the problems and also preventing the company from closing itself to get away from the financial problem it had created. Because had it closed, the monies owed would have been lost. End of. No one would have got anything back. And they incidentally could have set up again and done it all over to more people. The root of this change in value that they had had, well, I'm afraid to say it was old-fashioned greed and envy and the desire to be seen as successful as their friends' companies, without, sadly, the means or abilities to do this in the normal business-like way, which was ironic, really, because as this company, the one that had gone rogue, it had the potential to be mega successful. It's just that short-term greed had got in the way of taking the time to stand back and creating a long-term strategy and a short-term plan that would have created a very, very successful business. Now, my legal team told me that I would have won in court if I'd taken action. But now this is the really annoying thing. It would have cost me more to take it to court than I would have got back in damages, etc. Bit of an own goal. But amazingly, I was thrilled that I was able to look back and realise that I hadn't lost more. Because I'd planned to go into partnership with this company. I'd set up a company just to do that. It was all sitting in the wings. But funnily enough, they never got around to signing the paperwork. Oh, there is a God. And within a few months of working with them, I realised that due to our personalities, it would be expected that I would take second billing. My old friend misogyny here. And that's so not acceptable to me because actually it was my business that was driving all the companies together. I don't think my experience was a one-off, actually. It's very easy to get the wrong side of legal action, so we all just keep quiet. 
It does. And I know it still happens in the property world. And I'm sure we could actually all quote examples if we had to. My experience was tiny in comparison to others. But trust me, I know a lot of people who have had problems with a business partnership or a partner, but you'll not know there's ever been a problem because the stronger entrepreneur in them has tackled it head on to win the day, wrestled the company back into their sole ownership and got on to bigger and better things and frankly have just closed down the memory and just forged their way to something much bigger and better. So look around. There may actually be quite a lot of property peeps out there who you think might be bigger than they are now, richer than they are. It may well be that they've encountered a speed bump in the form of working with the wrong person. But you'll never know because wounds have been licked in private. And then like Robert the Bruce's spider, they've got on with driving everything forward to success, having learned shed loads from the experience. Partnerships that have gone wrong normally sink property peeps because we're all dealing with quite large sums of money. You know, all that time, effort, blood, sweat and tears puts off some people from starting again, even if they would be successful. But even worse, actually, it's often the financial stains to reputations that mean they're such damaged goods that actually it's going to be too big an effort to get going again. But don't let me put you off, please, you know. It's just that I work with entrepreneurs who have so much get up and go that they actually have quite a lot of difficulty working with someone who doesn't have as much get up and go. And the get up and go may be leading in a different direction. If you want to create something that's bigger than you, and just look around, there are lots of many successful big property companies out there that started off small, then employ people, even if you have to set up a structure that costs you a lot of money to do so. You know, money spent on setting up a watertight structure to support a partnership, it's worth its weight in gold. Yes, you could have bought another property with the money, but a well-built, supported, legally watertight company is definitely worth the delay in asset building. Now, if my musings have left you in a bit of a dither about your property work, then get hold of me through an email, rachel at racheltroughton.com, and I spell my name A-E-L, or go to my website and book a free discovery call. Because a trouble shared is a trouble halved, and I help property people make their dreams come into reality by making sure the long-term umbrella strategy is in place so that they can create effective and actionable plans. And if having a business partnership is not in your long-term strategy, why are you toying with it? It is something I'll raise with you. Anyway, let's have a chat. I'm a property solopreneur, clues in the name, as I say, which is why I'm not a huge fan of setting up a business with someone else. But don't let me put you off. This is just my view. But don't forget, it's a financial marriage. So don't get into it unadvisedly, lightly or wantonly. Do a great deal of due diligence on both the person and their previous work and then enter into any future partnership deliberately with your eyes wide open and it might be the beginning of a happy and fruitful union. Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist. <laughs>